prior to writing and launching her book, this week's guest, Christy Peck, shares with us her very own holy instant. A holy instant is defined in A Course in Miracles as a moment in which you have accepted atonement or forgiveness and can see with both love and complete clarity. I like to think of it as an aha moment or an epiphany in which everything makes perfect sense and I'm completely aligned with love. Spiritual teacher, intuitive healer, and writer Christy Peck believes that all answers to our ailments, our challenges, and our desires lie within us. Her intuitive approach extends to her work in mediumship, soul work, and energetic healing. Her book, Coming Home, A Love Story, was released in May 2018 and is available for purchase on Amazon. Please welcome Christy Peck. So maybe there is something to this retrograde. I don't know. Right. (laughs) I've never really really, like bought into it. I just am noticing more of the technology stuff this time around. I know a lot of people who have never really been into it. And then I explain it and what it does. And then they're like, Whoa. And then yeah. they're like, that makes complete sense. That's why my computer died, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Three That's weeks why ago there's so much funky energy stuff happening yeah. that you're like, yeah. what is up with this? Yeah. So cool. So I have not yet had a chance to read your book. It's literally been on my list all week, but I, um, I commute like an hour to and from work every day. Wow. So (laughs) I'm like, uh, and then by the time I get home, I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) Well, I know. And I've been tempted. People keep asking me, is it on audible? And I'm like, you know, no, it just never got put on. And now I'm like, why, why do it now? But I may still, you just never know. It's like, it's like that list of projects that you want to get to, but you just, it's just there. And you know, someday it might work and whenever. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, I do plan on reading it. <laughs> oh, that's totally fine. You know. So in, in that, in that case, um, tell us a little bit more about your book because it looks really great. And I'm like, I'm so ready to read this, but. <laughs> well, so, so my career started out as a teacher. I was an elementary teacher. I was a, a middle school teacher. I was an inclusion special ed teacher. Um, and then I went into working with adults. So I did that for almost 25 years. Um, and then there was this moment that things started happening in my life and I was really starting to pay attention to stuff happening and my feelings towards stuff happening. And I ended up walking away from the career thinking that I would still kind of go into doing something more, maybe training and development, because that's kind of where I had kind of left my career is working more with the adults than kids. Um, and, and in that walking away, I just had a moment where, I mean, I found myself sitting on the couch in our house. I have four children and just sort of like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? I mean, that is how I identified myself was I was a teacher and I have always been a teacher. And now that I walk away and it's now August. So all of my body kept telling me it's time to go to school. It's time to go do your thing. And instead I was not, and I didn't know what to do with myself. I was sort of like this lost puppy just kind of hanging. And so I started 
really just searching and seeking, you know, answers. Um, a lot of, a lot of quiet time, a lot of just time to myself, a lot of watching videos, a lot of reading, a lot of looking for those patterns and, and a lot of like discovering things about me that had been there, but I never really paid attention to, you know, like my intuition got stronger because I was take I started taking a couple classes and I was like, Oh, that's why that always happens like that. Or that's how you define that. And it was there, the title of the book came well before the story. So I would say, I think I'm going to write a book. And, and, and of course it was ironic that I would say that because I used to say, I mean, there was another part of me, I think it was more the ego saying, I'm not writing a book. Are you kidding? There's like thousands and thousands of books on bookshelves. I don't need to write a book. There's too many. But then there was something that would just come out like these words that I would be talking to different people in my life at the time. And I would say, oh, here, I think I'm supposed to write a book. And they would say, well, what's the title of the book? And I would say, coming home. And they would say, well, what's it about? And I'd say, well, I think it's the essence of really just coming back to who you are and really getting to know who you are and then living a life from that place. And they'd say, wow. And I'd even say, wow, because I hear myself say it to different folks, but I didn't really understand what it was about. And then through a series of synchronistic moments, I kept running into um, a friend and she worked with a self-publishing um, agency. So she got me to attend a luncheon and I was sitting there and I mean, I just had this overwhelming feeling like I was supposed to write the book. So I came home and I said to my husband, I think I'm supposed to write this book. And he's like, well, okay, just do something. I mean, you're sitting around doing nothing, do something. And we kind of laughed mm -hmm. and I said, okay. So I met with the folks from the self-publishing agency. I decided to self-publish this one. And they said, well, what do you think your book's about? And I started to tell them, and that is not what came out. So what I thought it was going to be is not what came out. But what started coming out were at first series of stories, which were experiences that I had lived through and been a part of. And they would come out and I really didn't know at the time how they were going to be linked together. So I, I have to say, I just let the process work. And, and then it wasn't even until the end of it that I started to understand, oh, wow, this is like, a total transformation of me. And, and people that knew me, they instantly could see, even my husband, my kids, relatives, family, friends, they would say to me, you're not the same person that you once were. So writing that book was self-healing in and of itself. And basically the book is a memoir of my own spiritual awakening and my own transformation. And when it got down to it, my own healing, because a couple times through writing it, the stories that were coming and the way that they were all coming out and, and the way that I was starting to see how it was all going to be linked together, I kind of got in ego really quickly and got nervous and scared and doubtful that, okay, one, who's going to want to read this? But two, I mean, I'm opening myself up. I mean, I'm really coming forward here. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want anyone to feel bad. I don't want to condemn anyone. And, and a couple of times I just kind of took it all and set it on a shelf and, and didn't really let myself get into it. And then there became a time when I, God and I had to have a conversation and I, it, because the, the synchronicities kept coming in, the signs and the symbols that I needed to keep writing this book. 
And so finally, I remember a moment I was just sitting and I was sitting with God and we, and I was like, okay, here's the deal. I'll write the book. I'll play the part. I'll write the book, but I need it to be healing for me and healing for other people. And as long as you've got me, I'll write the story. And it was like just this, I just got this okay feeling like, okay, I can do this. I'm held. I'm being supported. The universe is going to support me. And here came the book. And what was interesting is as I started to let people read it, even before it was published, and then as people read it and was published, that's exactly what people would say. Oh my gosh, like I saw my experiences in reading about yours. And I could tell what that my life now has meaning because none of those experiences I lived through were lived through in vain. There was purpose and meaning to all of them. And it awakened so many people and it awakened people in a way that they began to take hold of their own voice and their own self. And so that's really what the book in essence is about. It's, it's my stories, but it's told in a way that you can find yourself in those stories. Mm. So I think what's interesting about that is that I think that really kind of connects into or hooks into how we are all energetically, you know, spiritually connected. Mm-hmm. And that generally we all kind of have very similar experiences through life, thereby, you know, with your story and with your with your book, people I, you know, as you were saying, people can just interject themselves into that because we all share these sort of similar experiences and we share that connection. Exactly, exactly. And and at the time, kind of I would say about a year before I started to write this write the book, I had really started to deep dive into a course of miracles. And so it was this again, the synchronicities of me already having the title and then me reading the course and finding so many blurbs or phrases that just fit it so well. And I would be sitting there like, whoa, okay, how did, where did that come from? What's that with that? And it would just be, again, I just took it as confirmation that you're on the right track, that you're being called, you're a good writer, you're a good storyteller. This is your form of healing for yourself and for others. Just write it out. You're a good writer. And and so I just kind of started piecing all of those things together. And and it, yeah, I, I think it's just, People can resonate with it because really transformation is not, you know, one moment we're like, we want to be healed and we want to live like different. And then the next moment you're, it's, it's your new life. I mean, there's some work to be done. We have to undo everything we've taught and been learned and believed. And I mean, I'm living that second part now, just when I finished the first book, immediately the second book started coming. So what I knew is, oh, I'm not done with this. (laughs) <laughs> like this is like now I have to learn how to live it. And le- and let me tell you, awakening to who you are is way easier than living who you are. Hey there listeners, it's me, Crystal Fitzgerald, your host of A Podcast in Miracles. I wanted to take a second very quickly to say thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of my dream. If you're enjoying the stories, insight, and awareness that we are broadcasting in this show, please let us know. 
I'd love it if you would take the time to rate and review this podcast, A Podcast in Miracles, with five stars, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also support us by donating at anchor.fm slash A-P-I-M. This helps keep our podcast commercial and ad-free. Last but not least, I'd love to hear from you. You can send us your feedback directly at listen to APIM at gmail.com. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> what what were we just talking about? <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't even know because all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, I'm talking and then I'm like, she's not even there. That's hilarious. I just had to start like, laughing. Bye. I was like, no warning, nothing. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, so uh for those who are listening, my computer crashed right in the middle of Christie's what what she was saying. <laughs> And yeah, so here, here I am. We're back. <laughs> we're back and, and we're enjoying this. Yes. <laughs> we're going to laugh it off, even though, um, <laughs> what, is, what does Mary, Marianne Williams say? I heard her say this prayer once and it was, it's about, it's to do with like, uh, another human being. So like, even though I want to kill him, maybe he, may he be blessed. May he be happy. Maybe may he be loved. <laughs> I'm just like, may this computer be blessed, even though I want to kill it. <laughs> well, maybe it, there's something having a life of its own. And so really, we don't have to have all the answers. I mean, when you walk these journeys and you're willing to surrender it to, whatever the journey brings you, then we don't even really need to be having this conversation. It's already a done deal. Yeah. Like what we, <laughs> what we need to be talking about, someone will hear in a way. Exactly. So that'll All help. All right. Us. So you were talking a little bit, of, so you were talking about your book and how kind of the book came into being and how, and you started talking about how the course, how you were reading, studying or reading the course and sort of pulling things from that and, and using those as signs. Is that what I, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think I was sharing that the title came to me long before the story itself. So long before the experience of me sitting in stillness and letting this story unfold of what transformation looks like and how we really get to that healing place. As I was reading the course, there was a, a quote and it talks about and, and I talk about this in the book where it was this aha moment of they talk about my home is God's home and the Holy Spirit can always help me get there. So a lot of times, you know, when we're stuck in situations, we pray for the miracle or we pray for a different perception. I've done that a lot when, you know, I'm in anger or I'm in fear or I'm in just, you know, totally different bubble. And, and I want it to be different. I want to come from a place of love and understanding and peace and joy. And so I asked the Holy Spirit to show me that, you know, help me get there, just guide me towards looking at this different, seeing this different. And this, and the quote in the, in the course is the Holy Spirit recognizes it perfectly because it is his own dwelling place, the place in the mind where he is at home. You are at home there too, because it is a place of peace and peace is of God. And I remember reading that and like, 
chills just came over me. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's where, so, you know, I grew up Catholic and Catholic, you know, I was taught you go to church to find God, right? And so all of a sudden I'm realizing that, no, you just find God in the stillness of your heart and you connect to that place and that's home. That's where we feel the safest. That's where we have true belonging. That's where we get who we really are. And if we really become the concept of no matter what's going on in your life, if you can come home, then, then you come into that heart space and, and you see life different. It feels different. Yes, I totally agree. I think that's one of my, the biggest things I've learned so far is studying with studying the course and asking for the shift in perspective and asking for, you know, spirit to show, show you how, like show you how to do it, teach you how to do it. And that's such a, that's such a big thing. And I love that. I love the way that you relate that coming home (laughs) to kind of to everything that you're, you're working on. So what I'm curious about is how did you actually discover A Course in Miracles? How did you find it or how did it find you rather? Yeah, I think it was more like, how did it find me? Because uh, so the funniest thing is when you have these books and they sit in your life for a long time, but you never open them. And then all of a sudden someone starts saying something and you're like, wait a minute, I've heard that before. I've seen that before. I've, I've, I think I have that book kind of a thing. Um, and years ago, I can't even tell you, I bought Return to Love by Marianne Williamson and mm-hmm. began reading it and then put it aside. You know, life got in the way, just, you know, with four kids, everything can get in the way really. And so I put it aside and then somewhere along the journey of me deciding to leave teaching and to begin my own, I started cleaning clutter in my house. And that's actually another story I talk about in the book where I just started cleaning everything, getting rid of old, looking at stuff. And I come across this book, Return to Love. So I start reading it. And at the same time, I I was following like Kyle Gray and Gabby Bernstein. And then I decided to, I had thought about taking the Spirit Junkie digital course, but I was just not quite sure. And I was at a point where I was like, oh my gosh, here I am not working and I have all these kids and I need to take care of it. Well, I have time for this, but it just kept coming up in so many different ways. And so it was like literally at this moment where I prayed for a sign and I said, okay, here's the deal. If I'm supposed to do Spirit Junkie and take that that course, show me a sign. And so I asked for the sign of, you know, at the time, a lot of affiliates were coming through and I was following Kyle Gray. So I said, okay, show me the word Kyle. Somewhere before the end of the day, show me the word Kyle. Because that's not a unique name really in my world. And so I knew that if it came up, it wouldn't be like some a friend's son or something like that. Well, it was like literally 10.58 and I was playing around on my phone, on the internet, just looking at stuff and sure enough, there comes the name. And I went, oh, okay, you're showing me I need to go down this path. So it was, again, going down the path, signing up for the digital, signing up for Kyle as the affiliate to go through his stuff as well. And again, like within this two-week period, it's like Gabby's talking about it. You're hearing other people 
spirit junkies talk about it. I'm hearing him talk about it. Yeah, I see it in an Amazon ad and I'm like, okay, something is telling me I need to get this book and start looking at it. And at the same time, I was invited to join a study group. And so it was just like, again, the synchronistic experiences all coming in and I'm like, okay, you can't deny the message there. And so I found it and it's been like, like it's like my Bible or something. There's something about <laughs> it that's calming when I read it. I read it in the mornings and it just, you know, I may not read it every morning because in my life, sometimes mornings aren't always, they don't go as I predict them to or want them to. Mm -hmm. But when I'm reading it, it's always exactly what I need to hear, when I need to hear it. And if I'm ever struggling with anything in my life, I can go to it. I pull open and it just speaks. It speaks to me. And it's almost like, it's me speaking to me. That's what it sort of feels like if that sounds, I, I don't want to say normal, but that's, that's the way it feels, that it's me yeah. speaking to me. But, but then there's that support of God also speaking through it as well. One of the things that I find so interesting on this podcast journey is that almost everyone I've spoken to has, had, has literally had almost the exact same experience in coming to A Course in Miracles or A Course in Miracles coming to them and how <laughs> it just kind of keeps coming at you and, and sort of chasing you down. And then also everyone who I've spoken to has, you know, been able to open it up and for whatever, you know, reason, you know, greater than our own understanding, there's this huge level of familiarity yeah. Within its words. Yes. Like it's not hard to understand. <laughs> yeah. And some, I have run into people in, in my life that have, oh, I can't read that. It's too hard to understand. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, no, it's like, it's like, just, it's just speaks to me. Like I understand everything they're saying. It makes sense. It's always the perfect timing when I open it for me to get some new knowledge or, or awaken in a new way. And, and really it's, it's been like just eye-opening in it and a lot of confirming, like a lot of confirmation for just how I live my life and what I've always taught and said to my kids or said to anyone else or spoken about. It just seems to speak to that as well. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> it, is, it is also, yes, it is like the guidebook to life or the instruction manual to life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's so easy to open up. What's interesting that you, you mentioned um, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, which is such an amazing book. I had actually read it back in, the, I think in the summer, I think right before the Spirit Junkie Masterclass started up yeah. this past summer. <laughs> and for whatever reason, and I had not read all the way through A Course in Miracles, and it was something that I put down. And when I uh, read A Return to Love, what I found was so interesting was like, all of a sudden, everything sort of made sense Yeah, through her, through Marianne's journey with it and explanation of it. And I was like, I have like everything in, in me, <laughs> everything in me was like, I have to work my way through this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because I think that if it makes, I think it's one of those tools that, you know, you can pick up any book, mine included, you know, you can pick up a book and it, and it, it gets you a little more open, right? It just kind of budges through a little more of the opening that you need to open to, to learn more stuff. But that book just seems to be the essence of everything. It, it really is. <laughs> I mean, to, for me, it really does because 
I know that when I was in the classroom with actually my teachers and supporting them in their classrooms, I used to talk a lot about your classroom is your curriculum and your, your teaching mechanisms are your curriculum and you're learning, you're learning while you're teaching your students because our life is to be learned. So we are always in learning. And then, you know, you come to the course and, and you read a statement like this journey is our curriculum. And I'm like, Holy smokes. How, no, what? So that's what I mean by it just speaks to my life. And it confirms that what I've always felt and known is, is sort of the truth of the way we live our life is our learning. We're either learning or we're not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I think also being able to accept that, that we are on that journey and that it's a constant learning process. It's, it's just in sitting back and enjoying the ride. And, and I think utilizing the course to kind of guide you through it. Yeah. And, and one of the, me writing coming home really started when, you know, I believe my children have always been my greatest teachers. They literally teach me everything. And when I was working in the classroom, I mean, I told a lot of stories about my kids because they were, they just seemed to teach me everything I need to know. And, and so the book begins with an incident or an experience with my older son where it just unraveled me. And it's, it's not an experience that maybe would have unraveled everyone, but it certainly unraveled me. And it caused me to have to really take a look at my life in terms of, okay, if this has been me learning, what am I supposed to be learning? And why are these things continually happening to me? And and, and I think that that's like the amazing thing too, because at the time, like I didn't even realize what I was going through with him and what I was starting to kind of go back into my experiences, because that's really what transformational healing is, is you have to go back in and relive those so that you can unlearn what you believed because you believed wrongly in some way about that experience and about yourself. So you have to unlearn it to come forward in a new, in a new, from a new place and from a more loving place. And yeah. so it really taught me all those different miracles along the way of going back into those experiences and asking, okay, help me see it differently from what I saw it at the first time I experienced it and help me understand it could have been different, even though it, it shouldn't have been different because I believe I was meant to learn them in that way. And then I'm meant to go through this journey in this way to look back so that I can help others and, and even help myself at the time. So tell me, uh, tell me a little bit, um, I know you wrote it down here in my little pre-questionnaire, um, but tell me a little bit more about your favorite passage from A Course in Miracles. Oh yeah. The healers, the healers prayer, which <laughs> I have right here on my wall. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I mean, that's, that's what I go to before, you know, like when you have kids, you get in a lot of sticky situations. And then I work with clients and sometimes working with my clients, you know, mostly women who are coming to me because they have challenges with their kids or their husband or their life. And, and it's like, I recognize that it's not really me helping them. It's me playing a part. 
and me just willing to hear what it is they need to know, right? And to hold space for them in safety and security so that they can feel those experiences again and we can relearn together, right? Mm -hmm. So in the beginning and even now when I'm faced with something, we can tend to get in our own headspace and think we have to have the answers. What will I know how to, what will I say to him? What will I say to her? What will I say? Even when my kids are going through something or like my daughter and I can have moments together and, and I'll be like thinking, okay, what am I going to say to her? I need to have the words. And this prayer just seems to blanket me in peace and comfort that I don't have to have all the answers. That's not the role I play is to have all the answers. And I used to use this a lot before I would go in front of audiences to speak, before I would go in front of um, an audience to teach. I spoke this prayer a lot that it was all about, I don't need to have the answers that you will guide me into whatever it is that I need to do. I am just a willing participant. So yeah, the healer's prayer, the I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. And, and like when I say that, I always believe that whoever needs me and what I can offer will be drawn to me. And through that, I am also learning as well. Yes. So we are both students, you know, again, kids are our greatest teachers. So at the time I constantly am looking at my kids as they're either the teachers or the student and I'm either the teacher or the student. And when I work with someone in a healing capacity, I am open to, I am either the student or the teacher, but we will both be healed at the same time through this experience together. What's funny is that I was going to actually ask you to recite the healer's prayer and you did. <laughs> Didn't even have to ask. <laughs> I know we were talking and then I just thought, I think I'm supposed to read this right now. And it just, yes. felt, it just felt like that's what it was, it was being asked to do. So I did it. <laughs> See, this is how it works. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I love it. I love, it so love much. all that stuff. Yeah. I, and I, what I find, I absolutely love that. It was actually one of the first passages I had ever heard in A Course in Miracles. It was in, I think it was, someone posted a video of them reciting it in, I think Gabby's, Gabby Bernstein's, her book club for The Universe Has Your, Has Your Back. Uh-huh. And, <clears throat> and I was like, whoa, yeah. what is this? <laughs> I was like, this is cool. And it's kind of mind blowing. And so I have it now, um, like printed and framed on my wall. So I actually go and like, I'll, I'll sit there and I'll read it in my head or recite it in my head. And it's, it's so great because for me, it reminds me of my sense of purpose mm -hmm. and why I'm actually here. And it, and to have it available to me every morning, it's like, almost like, oh, I'm pushing the reset button <laughs> every single morning, you know? Well, yes, I think it's a great intention for us who are for those of us who are in the, 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 the field of service to others, mm -hmm. because it helps to remind you that it's not you, you don't have to be anything or do anything to, to, um, enable this healing to occur other than just be and let God 
work through you to give the person sitting in front of you what they need to heal. And I think it helps us to detach. You know, there's no pressure. There's just a loving interaction between two people and source energy that will guide exactly what everyone needs. Yes. So there's like trust there. And and it's a lot of helping us to, I think, be strengthened in the surrender piece mm -hmm. so that we can get out of the way and the work can be done. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people who I think, especially on the beginning their spiritual journey can often like get all, and I used to do it too, is like you, you overthink everything and you overanalyze yes. everything and yeah. you're like, oh shit, I'm not meditating. I'm not doing this thing. I'm supposed to be doing this. And, blah, 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 and you just kind of, it makes you crazy. I was having a conversation with a friend about that. And I was like, you gotta like, just chill, <laughs> just let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you not want to be curious about, you know, allowing whatever this that's coming through your life to kind of happen and allow the universe to be your support system and your guide. Well, and I think that in the beginning, when you're learning, like, like in any capacity of learning, I mean, even in classrooms and schools, it's the same way, right? So the way we learn is through concrete mechanisms, and then we move to the abstract, okay? So that's how we gain mastery. Well, concrete in the spiritual learning are the, all those tools, right? So meditation, crystals, oils, like all these things, prayer, books, all these things that we think, okay, they're concrete mechanisms to remind me of doing the work. And then when you move towards master, mastery through that abstract avenue, you realize those were just fun little accessories. You can really do it without that. Yeah. And, and you move towards, you don't really need, um, you know, you don't really need to have all of that because then again, that's a block. Exactly. So I think the course does allow a, a little bit more of a, um, an open understanding that it's really just a relationship. It's about you and God and that relationship between yourself and the way God made you and get to the heart of that, which is for me coming home, the idea of coming home into who we really are. And the rest is just pure. It'll just happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it took, I think for me too, it took me a long time to kind of get over that hump of like, oh, I, I need to have this thing and I need to do this thing and I need to do this thing. And um, having all these little tools that turn into, as you said, accessories um, eventually. Um, and then it's really, yeah, it's about creating that spiritual relationship of your own understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think that the, that's the other thing is so often we think, okay, once we master this, we're going to be good to go the rest of our lives. No, yes. no, no. We are constantly spiraling into in and out of stuff. I mean, just the other day, I had a little bit of a moment panicking, like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm stressed out. I haven't meditated. That's the problem, da, da, da. And then it really, it all took just a second for me to just breathe and go, wait a minute. You're just forgetting. You're letting your mind take over and mm -hmm. just tune back in. And it was, and it took like all of 30 seconds for me just to take a couple deep breaths and tune into that heart space and boom, it all felt different. So I think it's, you know, we have to constantly remind ourselves because in the busy 
uniqueness of our society and the way our day-to-day lives can go with, you know, we, we agreed to come in the human experience. And so that's going to always look different. And we can't judge that, oh, well, I'm too busy to do all that stuff. It won't work for me. Make it work for you. Figure out a way to make it work for you. Because yes, it is all just that connection to who you are. You find it in your heart. You know it in your heart. You believe it in your heart because you meet God there. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about that. It's the turning inward part and the, you know, it's the the inner relationship rather than relying on the external. Right. To really, because the crystal, I feel like ain't going to, it's not going to, um, you know, it's not going to create that relationship, but it's the, the turn, learning the lesson from turning inward. Right. So how can people um, get in touch with you? Uh, can they find you on social media? What's your website? Yes. So uh, my website is www.christi.com. Um, I am on Facebook and I am on Instagram and you can follow, you can get through those through the website and then begin to follow. Um, the book is available. You can get to it on my website as well, or you can, it's available on Amazon. Um, and uh, book number two, which is the extension of transforming and really learning how to align your life to who you are, um, is called Welcome In, and it will be out probably sometime in 2020. I was hoping 2019, but it doesn't look like that. So we're going to probably push it into 2020, which works. It all works. It's all divinely guided, and it's all exactly the way it should be. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And you are so welcome. This has been a great, a great reminder. I love it. Thank you for having me. Of course. And yeah, thank you for kind of being a part of my little podcast dream. I love it. I can't wait. I'm yeah, I'm super excited. And yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your stories and sharing your knowledge I learn something new every time I speak to someone and it's amazing to hear everyone's perspectives so thank you so much for being here you are so welcome it was a joy a podcast in miracles is produced by Crystal Fitzgerald and Benjamin Rupert This podcast is edited and its theme music is composed by Benjamin Rupert. You can learn more at BenjaminRupert.com. A podcast in miracles is made possible by CrystalFitzgerald.com, helping hearts heal through the power of tarot and connection to source, the universe through which all things are possible, and listeners like you.